Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me, Zazlo Show 2.0. Everything Zazlo Show 2.0, of course, is presented by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. If you're involved in any kind of accident, personal injury. You call 911 first, then you get an attorney on the phone immediately. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 
800-743-7433. That's 800-743-7333. My pal Joey Levin here with me this morning. We got some things to catch up on as far as the world of pro wrestling. How are you today? You doing all right? I'm doing great, but I, I'm like still, I got to be honest, I'm still like a little hungover from Rumble. Like there's uh not physically, but like emotionally. Like Are you I, just I, waiting all week like to get to last night, to get to Friday night, just so we yeah. can see what's gonna happen next. Yeah, you know what I felt like this week? You know what last week on the um on the post show on the reaction, I think I said like this was the Sopranos, this was the wire. Like I compared it to yeah. great television. So like if Rumble was like the the finale of like a great story, and this week was when you start a new, new series. Season. And you're like just building the characters and and like establishing the storylines. It can be a little slow, you know. It's coming, something great's coming. But like coming off of last weekend, this week was just a lot of build, which is when, fine. When is elimination chamber? Is it's in it... two weeks. It's in the eighteenth. So we have elimination chamber in two weeks, and then we have a month and a half until WrestleMania. Is that what we're talking about? I don't remember. I don't know exactly what the date is for Mania. Well, I mean, WrestleMania is like, I think it's April 1 and April 2. But the point is, we don't have a show in March. That's what we're saying, right? So we have like a month and a half. That's my understanding. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Which which I think makes sense because looking at what's going on right now, they're going to need time to build Cody and Roman to to like get the crowd invested. They're going to, it seems like they're going to need a little more time. Well, we're going to do the whole, you know, there is more than one royal family in wrestling like that's right, that's the main course. event right that yep. that's what we're doing right yeah but because the crowd is so invested in what's going to happen in ch- a chamber again and i mean we're going to talk about it they're still and they're so invested in what's going to happen with jay yep like the story is there cody's great his promo on raw was great but like it's almost like how are we going to get the crowd to just be not want to see Jay or Sammy against Roman. Like that's why I think the month and a half is probably good because they, I, I, they're going to need some time. It feels like because we're going to have to come down from all of this stuff that's been happening for months and then just jump into Cody, who's just came back. So we will we'll get to that. Obviously, SmackDown was last night. Uh, Joey and I, by the way, are are going to Coastal Championship Wrestling tonight. We're going to CCW tonight in Hialeah, unbranded brewery. It'll be the second time I've seen those guys. It is a fun show, uh, obviously independent wrestling. I mean, we're starting, you know, right from the, from the ground floor, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's really a lot of fun, you know? So if you're, if you're looking for something to do tonight, 8 PM unbranded brewery in Hialeah, CCW, it's going to be a lot of fun. They got great food there, by the way, under unbranded brewery. I am looking forward to that, that pulled pork sandwich tonight. They got great brisket sandwiches. Obviously, they got a ton of beer there. I mean, it's a brewery. Uh, so unbranded brewery tonight, 8 p.m. CCW. They're there for Bash at the Brew the first Saturday of every month. So tonight, awesome. we're headed down there, and and we're going to get into a little bit of that uh, a, li- a little later on in the show today. So we're going to have some fun with that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those guys tonight. CCW, a lot of fun if you're looking for some good local pro wrestling. You've never been before, right? I've never been, and hey, CCW may have the best uh, part of AEW this week tonight with the QT Marshall Open Challenge. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, those guys are doing a really good job. So we'll, we'll get back to that. We're going to get to more of that. So uh, let's let's start off with some of the big news and notes from Raw. 
Cody Rhodes opens Raw. We were wondering what opens Raw the last time we talked. It was either going to be Cody or it was going to be Rhea Ripley, okay? It had to be one of the Raw Rumble winners. Uh, it's Cody. He opens with, I thought, was a great promo. And this was important because I, I think all eyes were not even necessarily on Cody. I think all eyes were, how is he going to be received by the crowd, all right? Because... Everybody wants Sammy and Roman. Everybody wants what's next in the bloodline story because Cody is setting up a match that is two months away. So it's important. What's the crowd reaction going to be? And I thought the crowd reaction was very favorable. I thought it was a really good sign. Yeah, I, they love him. I mean, I, I you know, I still... The more I think about Rumble, the more I think you're right that the the reaction would be even more favorable if his comeback was a surprise. Like if he would have been a surprise at 30 and we didn't know, and then Raw after yeah. Rumble was only the second time we had like God, I really if, think they blew that. Really you know what do. I mean? Like if if we hadn't heard him speak in six months and he showed up to Rumble, we still hadn't heard him speak. Then he wins Rumble. Then he comes out on Raw. Oh God. man, that, that place loses their mind. But I still, really think they blew. I don't. I don't get it. I. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand what the thinking was there. Yeah, but th- that being said, the crowd loves him. Um, well, you know what also it, helps, Joey. The last time we saw him before Rumble, he wrestled a great match with an ugly torn pack, and yeah. and so I think there's a lot of respect there. You know, I don't think it's like, all right, he's just been handed. He's the handpicked guy. Like, I, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of respect coming from the crowd for for what he did, as there should be. Yeah, I also think it's really hard, and we know this obviously because it's it's rare. It's really hard to find a guy who you feel like could be a su- a sustained, popular babyface. Like, it's just hard. Like, eventually, people get sick of those guys. I think I don't I think Cody could be this guy for the rest of his time in WWE and people are going to like him cuz he just feels so his character feels like him. There's no gimmick here. Well, this then what's feels... the difference between that between him and WWE and him and AEW because man, like we all of us turned on him with I that didn't. same I always character. Loved Cody. I always Oh, loved I, Cody. I I turned I on him in AEW. I did. I always love Cody. But I think there was a point in AEW clearly where he saw where their direction was going and his gimmick he just kind of like was out of it you know what i mean like there there was a point in well, like maybe did that, the crowd resent that he's an executive that kind of deal like like did that play a role you think um or is it or is it that uh you know no one can stand that brandy Rhodes? i can't stand her that, that might be it, it? Or maybe it's when her. maybe it was his neck tattoo when he got the neck tattoo people started to lose it a little bit for him but um, I don't know. I, I think part of it was, well, there was, I guess there was definitely a concern. I, I would say that his, a lot of what he was doing early on was he was the TNT champion mm-hmm. and he was just beating young guys. And it seemed like maybe that was like him, not it's it. it there's a huge misconception. I think with, with wrestling fans where it's like, if an established wrestler beats a young guy, he's burying him. Right. And I think, when Cody was the TNT champion early on, it was just him just beating young guys. He had his open challenge where guys would come up. I always push against Indies. that. Like if you're on television, you're not being buried. You I know. know. If you're know. only fu- now, I know AEW doesn't have house shows yet, but you know, so WWE is an example. If you're only fighting on house shows, then you've been buried. 
Yeah. If you're on television, you're not being buried. Yeah. And maybe you're right. And I think there maybe it was something to him being like in AEW, he was the establishment, right? He built the company. He was, he came out in the suits. I think that could he be was one of, of the bosses and people were like, oh, this is you're, you know, you're, you're booking your essentially you're booking yourself to go over I think type that could of thing. Be part of it. That yeah. could be part of it. Yeah. Um, and now there's the with in WWE, there's there's not only the last time we saw me injured with the rest the injured peck, but there was all there's also just like this guy who got buried for like the first 10 years of his career is their conquering hero. He comes yeah. back and now he's at the top. He's our guy. There's yeah. a, like like for me, I didn't like him in AEW, but I like him now in WWE because it's kind of like he's he's our guy. Well, it's also the reason why look, and I feel so I'm the opposite with like like Moxley. I don't like Moxley anymore. I'm just over it. But AEW fans are obsessed with You're Moxley. not into him bleeding every single time we see him? I'm not into him coming down from the crowd like he's still in the shield. I'm not into him bringing his dad out because he's in his hometown. I'm that not was weird. Him. I thought that was weird. Um, but we'll talk about that. But but I think AEW fans are still like absolutely obsessed with moxley because moxley's the guy who left wwe to come to to AEW, and he was the first one and he was the biggest one yeah and i think we're getting a little bit of that with cody where it's like if you're a hardcore wwe fan you're like hell yeah screw that company you're our guy now i think there is some of that yeah Yeah, Yeah. i think there is some of that so so cody's promo was great but i thought the most important thing by far was the crowd reaction crowd reaction was very favorable now we'll see we got two months of build toward WrestleMania, depending on what happens with Roman and Sammy, who's not going to take the belt off him, but depending on what happens with Roman and Sammy, I don't know. Like, things could change. We got a lot. Two months is so much time. I mean, look, the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 stuff, I don't know. Were they planning two months ahead of putting Daniel Bryan into the main event of that show? Like, probably not. Two months is a lot of I remember that build. That build genuinely felt like they were like like behind the scenes. They were trying everything they could do to yeah. not have him. Ma- like right. I felt like that was real life. Yeah, some, Vince probably or somebody didn't want him, and then the crowd was just so hot for him they had to put him in there. Yeah, so right. a lot can happen over the next yeah. two months. What they're going to decide to do, we'll see. But I, I thought I thought Monday was a good sign for the direction that they want to go. Uh, yeah. the, the other huge story, of course probably took a lot of people by surprise. It took me by surprise as well. Rhea Ripley comes out. I thought she was fantastic on the mic. I thought she was great. And she goes with Charlotte. She cuts a fire promo on Charlotte Flair. You get the whole, hey, Charlotte won Royal Rumble. She comes after Rhea's title and beats her. Rhea wins the Royal Rumble. She's now coming after Charlotte's title. And I think we all thought she was going to go after Bianca because... Bianca is so like white meat baby face right now. And Rhea, easy way to make Rhea, you know, keep Rhea the bad guy, even though she's becoming super popular. Uh, but they're going in the other direction. Like, and you know what? I, I always thought we we're going to get Becky and Charlotte at WrestleMania. Clearly, you know, we're not. But if you want Rhea to be a huge star, yeah, you put her in the ring with Charlotte. Like, that's but how that's, you do it. Yeah, that was my takeaway is that. If they see her as like a star, you could put her against Bianca. If they see her as one of the best ever, which she maybe beat, could be, then you, you got to beat Charlotte. Or you just have her in a match main eventing mania against Charlotte. Like even if she loses, which I don't think it feels like it would be weird for her to lose, but I don't know. You never know. Uh, but no, no matter what, just the fact that she's getting this match with Charlotte shows that the company is ready for her to be in the top spot or 
number two. And it right. also shows you, it also adds another layer as to why they took the belt off of Ronda. Because yeah. they, 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 like they're trying to get Rhea to the very top. And yeah. you do that by having her at least in the ring, but probably beat Charlotte at WrestleMania. So yeah. that if makes Ronda has sense. the belt, Rhea is probably fighting Bianca. So, so what does it mean for, that. so what does it mean for Bianca then for WrestleMania? So, Bianca is going to face the winner of the elimination chamber. All right, but but like, so who is the most reasonable? It has to be. It has to be Oscar. It has to be Oscar. Has to be new Oscar. Can't be anyone else that's in that match. Now, I think your girl Piper Niven is going to be the last one. There's a fatal four way on Raw for the last spot. Oh, that's funny that you're saying that because I don't think Piper Niven's going to win that. Who do you think? I hope she does. I I think think? uh, I think Mia Yim is going to win it. Okay, well then she's definitely not going to be in a title shot at Mania. So. It's either Raquel Rodriguez or. I mean, I ho- look. I'm a big fan of Piper Niven. I hope sure. Piper Niven's in it. Uh, but I realistically, just... looking at that match, it can't be anybody. If if because Piper Niven, I guess could win that match, maybe. But realistically, looking at the other five that are in the match, it can't be anyone other than Raquel. And Raquel makes sense because she's a big powerhouse, and so is Bianca. Yeah, but then but you Asuka's, got two like, but Oscar's got Asuka. two I mean, straight up baby faces. Oscar has history. Oscar has history with Bianca. They had the whole thing with damage control. And then, I mean, the last thing Asuka did was literally team with Bianca, and then she turned heel. Now well, she's- and, and I think you're right. If if they're going to make over a, a major character makeover with Asuka, which, by the way, you got the backstage segment, and she doesn't have face paint in the backstage, which, like, they are all in on yeah. new character with Asuka, which I think mm-hmm. is super, super cool. Uh, she bites down on the capsules of whatever's in her mouth. Because yeah. everyone everyone loves Asuka. Everyone yeah. loves Asuka. So yeah. I'm really into what they're doing with her now. If you're going to dedicate yourself to this new character, essentially, and I know the new character is essentially like the old character, what, what she was called, uh, Kana, right? Uh, Kana, way yeah. back in the day. Uh, so if you're going to do this, then yeah, you go babyface Bianca Belair and... Like, let's go full in Asuka heel with this new character. Like, she's going to be nasty in the lead up. And yep. she's going to try and make everybody hate her. Th- this is this is very clearly the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And they got, they need, they need something entertaining for the lead up with Bianca. It's just stale. It, it, it's just stale. And like, there's two months. Well, there'll be a month and a half after Chamber. Yeah, Asuka can do it. it. Who, who else in this match can just go toe-to-toe with Bianca and make it entertaining enough to carry it through a month and a half? It's sure as hell. I mean, Nikki Cross is great, but I just don't see her main eventing mania. The only other Liv option Morgan, is Raquel Liv, Rodriguez, but Liv I don't Morgan's like babyface. Liv Morgan's not even on Raw. She's in the match. Um, Raquel Rodriguez, but yeah, I just... Asuka makes the most sense because she's yeah. like insane. But then again, now that's back-to-back feuds for Bianca with an insane person who's kind of like, what's going on with her? Because she's coming off of... Um, we didn't see Alexa Bliss this week, right? Alexa Bliss. Yeah, she's coming up. Um, no. No, right? just in the package where they recapped. Uh, yeah. I think I saw her. I think they showed her in a, like a recap thing from Rumble, but she wasn't on the show. But Bianca wasn't on either. So... Uh, because I think during the show they teased that she was there and then maybe they cut that segment because I don't remember her being on the show yeah but I remember in the show them saying like Bianca Belair is here tonight 
I think I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. But so we're uh we're getting Bailey versus Becky in Orlando on Monday night in the cage, right? They they had yes. to go back to it. Yeah, you, you had to get some kind of payoff there. So we're getting Bailey versus Becky in the steel cage to finally main event Raw on Monday, I think, right? I think it's gonna be Bailey Becky at Mania. I think they're gonna leave. I think this thing stretches out. I don't see what else either of them does. Yeah, well, like what else can Becky have? I always thought it was gonna be Becky and Charlotte. I mean, can we can we can we get Becky and Ronda? Like Ronda Rousey's going to be at WrestleMania, be, right? Yeah, it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Ronda and Shayna versus EO and Dakota for the tag titles. So we're but no baby faces there? We're just doing heel versus heel. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this. It feels like damage control may be becoming the the face, like maybe there's a shift happening because, first of all, I know the stuff that Bailey said to Becky was heel stuff. I mean, it's talking about your husband wants me. But she, <laughs> but she dominated Becky, like absolutely dominated Becky in this segment. But then the end of the segment, what Becky did to get her way was a heel move. What did she do? She went in the back, got Dakota Kai, and threatened to hurt her so that Becky, so that Bailey would give her her match. That's not what a face does. That's what a heel does. It felt like there's some type of shift happening. I don't know. Even though People, Be- Becky's like like the man character, though, is kind of anti-establishment. She is, but that felt more heelish than what I remember. Okay. And I don't know. I could be wrong. It just struck me as like this isn't what like. If you're the man and you're a and you're a face, you just say we're fighting and that's it. Like you're fighting me. Okay, but if they stretch uh, Bailey like... versus Becky to WrestleMania, what comes after a steel cage match? Hell in a Cell, Iron Man match. I don't know, so, like Iron Man match. All right, Iron Woman match. I mean, because it's got to um, be something. It has to be something big. Uh, uh, Cheetos. Um, it ma- like. A Cheetos uh, fire uh, match, a Cheetos yeah, fire yeah. match where yeah, Anthony yeah. Edwards, because we learned that Anthony Edwards eats three packs yeah. of uh, uh, the hot fries a day. Flaming a hot Cheetos Inferno match. Yeah, that's right. Anthony yeah. Edwards is the timekeeper. And By the way, I have a tease because in Big Dirt, not Big Dirt, I have something involving sponsored matches that is. Okay. If it's the truth, it's it's wild. Okay. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I could see in like an Iron Man match or a strap match, something where like uh, you know, Bailey's running from Becky and they do like a strap, like a dog collar match where they can't get, you know, I don't know. There's a million gimmicks, but that's why I was asking you last week. Like, could they hypothetically do the two of them in the elimination chamber cage just as a one-on-one match? Nah, because it's kind of like hell in a cell, you know, probably not, but I don't so, know. So that's, I just be- don't know what else. I mean, there's so long though. Again, there's just so much time. I guess anything yeah. could happen. Maybe so, be- maybe Becky gets a, a her own faction and they do like a a triple threat. I mean a, a three on three tag. So I don't know. So we had a couple returns on Monday. Number one, Rick Boogs is Rick. so jacked. Ooh. He's so jacked. He is enormous, man. Yeah, I think so, one of my favorite terms might be when they say he's booging out. <laughs> so Rick Boogs is back, and I was really happy to see Carmella back as well. Who, who isn't? Uh, she she changed her hair. I think she looks fantastic. And I like that she's back to... So she's no longer, you know, the, the goddess of WWE or whatever, like the most beautiful woman in WWE. She's back to being Mella is money, which right. I think is, is by good. far the, is the best version of her. So, yeah, I'm glad that Carmella's back. She's a yeah. lot of fun. 
Yep. So you get those two returned there. Otherwise, uh, yeah, the gist of the gist of Raw was Rhea, Cody, and and yeah, figuring out what's going on with uh, with the elimination chamber with the women there. And I think, well, and uh, the, I think and the men, right about Oscar. and the men, right now we have four guys in the men's chamber for the U.S. title. We got Theory, Rollins, Gargano, and Bronson Reed. Oh, and, and then, so you got two more spots, which I think. Right. So we got Dawkins versus Priest and Elias versus Montez Ford. Montez Ford is getting in that elimination chamber, and I think Priest is going to also. All right. So really, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah I thought like, it was like, going to be Dawkins. I think this is how we break up the Street Profits. But the way that I set it up there as well can also break up the Street Profits, where now you got Montez Ford kind of on his own in the chamber. You know, sure. I think it works yeah. both ways. But here's something interesting. I don't know if you saw this. Last night was the skills competition here, the all-star NHL in Sunrise, all right? The skills Mm. competition was here. A couple of the judges were the Street Profits. Really? The Street Profits were at the skills competition, and they were judges in one of the contests, okay? So great. They're getting a lot of exposure. But there was one moment where Emily Kaplan from ESPN is is like, she's got the microphone in front of the Street Profits face and talking to them. And Montez Ford apparently at one point made a point of being the leader of the Street Profits. He said that? Yes. Oh. And got a weird look from Angelo Dawkins. Huh. So... I, yeah. I think I think that's the start of of the schism here. Interesting, like they, interesting time to to do it, but ESPN man leading up to WrestleMania is a perfect. Yeah, time but who's to watching it. all? Who's watching the hockey? Also, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, who's I don't watching know. that? I don't know. But, but yeah, or maybe he, that was a test to see how they did it, and they'll they'll do it again. So yeah, I think they planted a, a pretty fat seed on yeah. ESPN there last night. Okay, I like it. Hey. I've been calling for the Dawkins heel turn for a while now. I've been calling for that for a while, and it's going to be good because I like Dawkins. I like Dawkins, I, and Montez Ford could be good. They just need a that whole that. Well, they, you know, they, look, they, they're going to strap a rocket to Montez Ford because him and Bianca's show is coming out soon. Oh right, they got that reality show coming out on Hulu. Like, mm. they, like they're going like Montez Ford is going right. to be a, a, a major focus for them. Sure. Right, that's right, for right, sure. Right. Yep. Uh, so that's what I got on. Yep. Uh, on Well, I like I it see it feels like so I liked that Cody did his thing and then Judgment Day comes out and Dominic gives him the whole like my family, you know, your fa- your he, he even called he even said like Dusty, like your none of your family's here, your brother or your dad. He said oh. like that's, you know, um <laughs> And then it feels like, doesn't it feel like to you, because Edge came out at the end of that and Beth came out yep. at the end, it feels like we're going to get something like a Cody, Edge, and Beth versus the Bloodline at Chamber. Like, it, that feels like where we're headed because it feels like they're kind of like... Oh, you think we're going to get Cody in the ring at Chamber? I don't think so. In a tag, yeah. Yeah? You think so? Well, it just Well, he fought Finn Balor. Edge keeps helping him out. Beth keeps helping out. That's true. It's not like they're keeping Cody out of the ring. I mean, he fought... You know, he's, yeah, he's been he fighting Balor. He has that, you know, connection to Finn Balor. So I don't know if you saw this, but when Cody won, it, it's it's so cool the way they do this. And because of social media, these things keep getting brought back. Yeah. When Cody won, he when he was standing on the turnbuckle, he went like this. And then he oh, went like I didn't that. See that. And then he okay. went like that, like Bullet Club and like this thing. And then in the backstage, when uh, whoever was interviewing him, Finn Balor, 
said, uh, or was asking him about Cody, Finn Balor goes, this is mine and this is mine. Oh, okay. All right. So they're like doing callbacks to Bullet Club and because okay. they both have been members of it at separate times. So there is a history there. So I could see them. I mean, again, Cody has to do something for the next few weeks mm-hmm. until he's able to like clearly get with Roman. So Bloodline is perfect for that. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So... I want to start off here with SmackDown. By the way, for the people who don't watch this on video and only they have no idea what I just did. I should reference. He did a lot of Cody, a lot of gang signs. Yeah, Cody did. did the Cody did the two sweet and he held up the gun like the finger guns like Bullet Club. So just so people because I just realized I'm doing all this shit to you on video and people are like, what the hell is he talking about? Too so, sweet Bullet Club. So I want to start with Charlotte on SmackDown. All right, Charlotte, mm-hmm. Sonia. I love that Sonia's getting shine. And it was a good match. It wasn't like a squash, which I feel is what they normally do with Sonya. I think Sonya is so great. So I I like that we got a good match out of it. She taps out to the figure eight, obviously. But here's my question. Are we buying Charlotte as a baby face, man? Because, like, they are trying hard. She's just such a natural heel. She's clearly trying to be baby face. She's playing to the crowd. She's smiling a lot more especially during matches. She's not getting aggravated during the matches anymore. Now she's smiling a lot more. She's into it now. She wants the crowd behind her. Are we buying Charlotte as a baby face here? And clearly leading up to WrestleMania, there she's going to be the baby face because Rhea is, even though we love her, Rhea's absolutely the heel here. Rhea's not going to be baby face, all right? Are, are we buying Charlotte as baby face here? Because, man, she's just so natural the other way. Yeah, I mean... No, I don't think I think everybody agrees that she's genuine like that she's a she's better as a heel. But yeah, you're right. Like she has to be the face here. Yep. Or 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 neither of them is a face or a heel and it's just the two best women's wrestlers in the company f- facing each other. Yeah, you know, but like, they're but they're trying like they're clearly it's a new it's a new character or new attitude with Charlotte. She's, yeah. She's but not I think, getting in there on the yeah. mic and chastising anyone anymore. Yeah, I think what you're going to see as we get since there is two months is whether it's Charlotte or it's Rhea, you're going to get like that Cena kind of reaction for both of them where you're going to get booze and you're going to get cheers. Half the crowds are going to cheer. Hey, let's go Charlotte. Let's go Rhea. That's what we're Yeah, or just like people are going to boo Charlotte because they just don't like her and people are going to cheer her because they know they're supposed to cheer her and people are going to boo Rhea because that's what you're supposed to do. But then there's going to be the people who love Rhea and they're just going to cheer for her. It's I'll tell you, you know be, what I like? It's going to be a lot of split, I think. 
you know what I like? The fact that Rhea's on Raw, Charlotte's on SmackDown, and we don't have to put them in a ring together for a while. Like there could be Cody. some really good build there. Yeah. Well, but Roman go Roman bounces from one show to the next every now and then. It feels like, but he didn't this week. It right. seems like maybe that's going to be less for the next few. Good, uh, at least for a little bit. Keep them away know. from each other. Keep away from each other. I like. Oh, that. he was ba- well. He was bouncing because of the Kevin Owens stuff, right? Like a lot of the time. Well, and Kevin also, Owens was well, and also he should bounce because he's got both titles. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I like the idea of keeping them separate because I'm thinking to myself, hey, when we get that face to face of Charlotte versus Rhea, that shit's going to be pretty awesome. And guess what? We don't have to do it for a really long time. So it can build and build. And then just like Charlotte's doing her thing in the ring. She's on the microphone. And then boom, we hear Rhea Ripley's music hit. And it's like, oh, shit, it is on now. And we're seeing it for the first time. And like it's it's March, you know, we haven't even gotten yeah. it yet. That's pretty cool. I would uh, imagine that that's going to be the SmackDown after Elimination Chamber. Yeah, maybe. Right? I mean... Yeah, you got to start setting it up. Well, we got to do something with Rhea and Beth Phoenix, whether it's it with the others or it's just them. They got to do something at Chamber, you'd think. You uh, you got an idea what's going on with Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy? <laughs> I, I guess they're I guess they're friends again. I don't, I don't know. know. They, you you saw that happened. vignette that, like, well, they showed... You saw... Like, yeah, Bray so, was watching game film, right? Yeah, he was watching. He was watching the tape back. Yeah, um, just making sure. Study. Well, he wanted to. He's probably really probably what he wanted to do was he he was probably trying to show Uncle Howdy how badly he missed the spot. Yeah, and that's why Uncle Howdy's so aggressively it's like here, Uncle Howdy. See right here, you made me look like an asshole. And that's why Uncle Howdy was like, no, "Hold on, hold on. You think you're in control? You think you're in control? Um, I don't know. I, I have, dude, man, lost. I, I just don't know. It's lost some steam." I just it and so we didn't get LA Knight this week either, which I think is okay because like I mean he died yeah. in an inferno, so you gotta keep but it. I will say couple weeks. I fear that we have not seen the last of Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. I don't you fear. think it's yeah, I fear that. I want LA Knight to do something else. I'm over Bray. <laughs> I just did not it, take long. I'm telling you, man. Like I, I hear you. I you know where I stand on Bray Wyatt. Like yeah, I, this this thing I, I don't know. It Have you ever like... not been disappointed at the end of a Bray Wyatt story? Have you ever not been disappointed? Yeah, but you know what? I will say this. You're right. But in the past, I thought it wasn't his fault. I thought it was the people that were in control's fault. And now I'm starting to yep. get on board with you that it it's it's <laughs> it might just be his fault. Like I remember um, I was so into I went to WrestleMania 33 and I remember I was so into the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton angle. But it was good, you know, and Randy Orton burning down the, you know, the uh, the house and, uh, you know, I'm coming for you, Bray. I'm coming for your title. And like, I thought the whole buildup was really cool. And I don't know, the ma- the, the main of the match at WrestleMania. And, you know, they had like the, ho- the 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 holograms in the ring or something. You know, it's hard to tell I was there. Um, And it was a stinker. Like, it wasn't yeah. good, you know. Didn't they? Was that? Yeah, that hologram in the ring thing with that was like the worms, right? Yeah, like, like cockroaches, worms, worms something. Yeah, you know? it was yeah. so. Yeah, it wasn't good. But you know what? I think I would have rather had that than the Mountain Dew pitch black neon lights out match. With what about uh, the Jack in the Box and the Fiend at WrestleMania last year? WrestleMania thirty. Wait, can I tell you? Third, yeah, the COVID WrestleMania, the thing that he did with John Cena, I actually thought that was one of the best things I've ever seen. I loved that. I loved that. I actually, you know what? A Firefly, how... Fun, Firefly Funhouse match. 
Yeah, but it, where they were like going back through the yeah. history of Cena and yeah. he when Bray Wyatt did like the Nikki Bella dance and and then he did the muscle man. He was like, remember his muscle man character? That guy was pretty. Yeah, funny. Husky Harris, right? No, no, no. He had a character as Bray Wyatt where he wears like Zubaz pants oh. and like a headband. And he's like, oh, Put on oh yeah, the yeah, pants yeah, 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 yeah. And do the muscle man dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought that was funny. This is how you save Bray Wyatt. Only cinematic matches. <laughs> well, only that's, that's not good. <laughs> only pre-produced cinematic matches. Well, that's put him in a boneyard. Put him in a Firefly Funhouse. Um, put him wherever you got to put him. Put him in a burning building. Um, what well, I think I wasn't there during COVID or was it COVID when the Street Profits would were in a match where they were like running through a haunted house. Yeah, do do that. Like, give me that. Give me Bray there, but stop giving me Bray with neon lights. So what were, I mean, the whole buildup on SmackDown, the only thing that matters on SmackDown, I mean, Braun and Ricochet, number one contenders, they're going to fight the Usos, maybe, maybe next week, maybe, maybe, maybe they're going to fight the Usos. Some uh, version, well, they will fight Usos, but maybe it's not the two Usos we're thinking of, but there is another Uso, right? The whole buildup is to... The NASCAR race with Ray and Dominic. The whole buildup is going to be to what happens at the end of the show. So they decide to close the show. They got backstage segments with Roman lashing so out at Solo, at Jimmy. And and then once we once Roman says the wise man got the bus catered and I'm going out on my own. Oh, it's on. Now yeah. something's going down tonight. Now it's on. All right. I was surprised. That we got Sammy on the show because I figured we're not going to see Sammy for a couple of weeks. But no, the angle that we're going to go is we're not going to see KO for a couple of weeks. And we're not going to see Jey Uso for a couple right. of weeks. Sammy is right back in the fold, which I guess I guess I didn't realize Elimination Chamber is only two weeks away. So, yeah. yeah, Sammy can't exactly disappear. We probably won't see KO again until Elimination Chamber, right? Come out to help him, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, and that'll yeah. be a huge pop. That'll yeah. be a huge pop, too. Well, I mean, shit. How about the pop last from night Montreal. for Sammy? How about the pop last yeah. night when Sammy runs in the ring and starts beating up Roman? Uh, I thought it was really well done. Uh, you know, yeah. Sammy on the mic, Roman, I'm coming for your titles, and uh, I never wanted anything from you until right now. I, I yeah. Look, it was fun, man, and, and I, I can't wait for Elimination Chamber because I know there's a lot of people. Who, and look, Sammy's not beating him, but I know there's a lot of people who wanted it at WrestleMania. I got news for you. The crowd in Montreal is going to be just as hot as the crowd at WrestleMania would have been that match. I Better. guarantee it. Yeah. Better. Guarantee. Like WrestleMania is great. You've been, I've been. The crowds are great. It's a long show though, right? And it's like a well, it's two nights, so I guess it's different now. Nah, but, but still, way, by the time you get to that that main event on either night, you're a little bit tired. Right. And it doesn't matter. Elimination chamber could be twelve hours. When Sami Zayn comes out, yeah. the Montreal crowd is going to lose it's their mind. It's so good. They're going to blow the roof off. Um, that being said, is it just me? Like, do I do I have a short attention span? Is it is am I the problem that all of a sudden now I'm just more interested in Jay? Like, the Jay storyline is what's no. I, I think me that's right now. the beauty of this story is it's not just one guy you're focused on. You could come up with a reason to be interested. In each character, yeah. each character has got their own thing going on, and you don't know what. Like, it's not like Solo and Jimmy are just henchmen for Roman. I don't know what Solo's thinking. 
What's going I was just on gonna in say his that. head? What's what is going on in you his You know, head? Jimmy is Jimmy going to side with his with his actual brother Jay, or is he going to side with Roman? Whatever winds up happening, like there, there's you can look at any character involved in this story and be interested in it. That's the great part of this. Yeah, it must be Jay. They must be headed towards Jay and Roman at SummerSlam or God, something. God, I like hope it, we're getting Jay and Roman. Jay's out. Jay, Jay unless he's fooling everyone, because Jay put on Instagram, I'm oh, out. I read something. Um, The DUI situation in Montreal may be a reason why the Usos might not be at the show. Well, Jimmy was the one DUI. Right, but but they you're not, not going to have one without country or into the country. Yeah, because of his okay. his his you know his past. I, I read something along the lines of like they're more serious about that type of offense. Okay, and there may be issues, and maybe that's how they're they're keeping them off because they're just not going to have the Usos at the show. Something like that. Um, so maybe that's why maybe Jay, maybe we really won't see Jay until after Elimination Chamber. And maybe my thought comes true and we see Jimmy and Solo defend the titles. Dude, I watch I watch like last night and you got Roman yelling at Sammy in the corner, not on the microphone, so only the television can pick it up. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't believe this is the same guy, you know, who was in the ring with John Cena, what are we talking, four years ago, whatever it was, who just, you know, couldn't handle a microphone. No, you know, it's, it's I, amazing. I can't believe it's, it's the same guy. I can't believe it. And the backstage, even like even just the backstage segment. Yeah. The way he carries himself, the way he talks, like the the pa- the pregnant pauses that he does, the ha- the fa- the facial expressions, everything He's all is time, coming- man. He really is. He is. All yeah. Time. And it's like, I know that people really want Sammy to beat Roman. But you know what? Like, Sammy's incredible. But it is hard to be the champion and continue to be entertaining as champion. But also, it's dude, when's hard. the last time Sammy won a big match? Like, you can't be the champ, undisputed champion. When's the last time he won a big match? I love Sammy, but when's the last time he won a big match? Yeah, that's, he's gonna that's be the true. he's gonna be a believable, undisputed champion. That's true. It's a good point. You know? Yeah. I mean, Cody Rhodes uh, fights Seth Rollins every other week, beats him every time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple things for you from AEW Dynamite. Uh, first thing I want to make, I, I want to get your thoughts on. So we, we got Moxley and Paige again, which is great. Uh, Moxley all, always with the bleeding and comes Constantly. down to the ring with, with his father who, I, I don't know, it, like his father not want to be there. He, he didn't look very happy with anything that was going on. Well, well, also the Justin Roberts goes, John Moxley joined by his father. And they cut to a shot of him and Wheeler Yuta. So I'm, Thinking, what Wheeler Yuta's is dad? What's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> it uh, was very strange. Here's a strange thing though about the match: we just dropped the whole concussion angle. Like they didn't make and, any and, note of any of that. Remember, and, and, also, and, and the reason I thought about it was because remember I made a big stink about it because yeah. I didn't like it after the Demar. Maybe they heard situation. you. They heard you, and they were like, "Oh, Zaz doesn't like this, so we're gonna scrap it." Like they've just they totally dropped it. That's weird. I thought. And why did Page? Why did Hangman win? Like the, I thought the whole story was Moxley put him out of commission. Hangman comes back, puts Moxley out of commission. Moxley's out for a while. Boom, we're good. It it's almost like Tony Khan cares so much about guys getting wins in their hometowns 
that he was like, oh, that is their got, thing. They do love that. I got, I got to give Moxley a win in his hometown. Got that it. Is his dad's, thing. his dad's there. Got to give him a win. So that I guess they're thing. just gonna keep going with it. But I just, the match is cool. Like I could watch these guys fight. They have cool matches. Yep. But I just don't get it from a storyline. What's happening there? Now, very clearly, you are going to be right about the acclaimed and the guns. All right, yeah, because like at the end right. of the match, I mean, the end of the segment, Billy Gunn, he's, you know. It was weird where he he gives the, he gives his kids his kids call him out. He comes back to the ring, you know, you're an absentee father, and then he gives the the, the guns exactly what they want, which is a title match, and the acclaimed are left in the ring like who the fuck was that, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. But but here's my thing. So so Billy's gonna go back to his sons, but you're telling me that the guns are gonna be the tag champs? Like that's kind of mm. weird, right? I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. Okay. I mean, eventually probably, right? But I don't know. I don't know that anyone's really better off in this scenario, if I'm being honest. Like, the guns are really good at sniveling heels right now who yeah. are mad that their daddy's gone. Yeah. And the acclaimed, as good as the acclaimed have been, they're really only as over as they are right now because of scissor me daddy ass. Well, like, so maybe what? it'll go on for a little while. Maybe the turn won't yeah. happen next week. Maybe I just it'll go on. I love the acclaimed. I think they're really good. But yeah. I, I fear for, like, a huge decline if they lose this Billy Gunn gimmick because this is what has really propelled them over the last few months. What do you think is next with Jade Cargill? Jade Cargill's fifty and zero now, uh, but we're in that place where I, I, you know, isn't so it my... supposed to be? Is this is supposed to be a big deal? I didn't know she was forty nine and zero. They didn't promote it during the show. Didn't know she was forty nine and zero till she came out, and then when she won. They just showed a graphic on the Tron, and that was it. It should like, be a big deal, and and here's my problem with it, man. She's I think Red no, Velvet's going to beat her, and it's going to be really underwhelming. God, I hope not. I, I think it's going to be not. really underwhelming. That's super underwhelming, and to avoid it being underwhelming, whoever beats her, like I told you, it can't be with her as the TBS champion. It's a secondary belt. My idea was she's 50-0 and 0 now. Great. I got to drop this belt. I'm ready to challenge for the big belt. I think Jamie Hayter, as champion, should be the one to beat her at 50-0. Jade's got to drop that belt. Or hell, look, she can still have the belt and say, now I also want that one. You can do it like that if you want. But she's something, because you can't have her lose to someone who's going after the secondary belt. Because the only competitors you're getting, and there's nothing wrong with it, but the only competitors you're getting are women like Red Velvet. It needs to be someone huge. You know what it'll be like? It'll be like if the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak ended in an intercontinental title match. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like that, it can't be for that. Well, let me pose this, which maybe I've posed this on the show before, but I don't know. And maybe we never got to it. There is one person who could beat her for the TBS title that the crowd would get behind, who has been one of the hottest women's wrestlers in the company, that it was right there. They could have put her there. And then all of a sudden now she's not on TV all week. It's Willow Nightingale. She was the one. You're telling me you got the jacked athletic freak. And then you got Willow Nightingale, who's super friendly, positive, not the most athletic looking, but is obviously great in the ring and the crowd loves her. You're telling me you wouldn't get behind that storyline. That would have been cool. But now... It still could happen, but like 
for the last month, Willow Nightingale was on like every episode. She had that bloody match, that tag well, match. She, she almost killed uh, Anna Jay. Was it Anna Jay? Right. Yeah. Well, she almost murdered her. Maybe and Willow then, Nightingale's in prison for attempted. Maybe murder. she's in prison. That's true. That's true. But Ru- Ru- uh, Ruby Soho was on TV this week. We got to have Ruby Soho. We can't have the young up and coming talent of Willow Nightingale, who everyone loves. We got to have Ruby Soho. So I, you know, this is a, a there's. It's a probably a, a problem that AEW doesn't have enough time every week to get all these people in, but Willie Nightingale was hot, and now she's not on the show. So, I don't know. Yo, can I tell you, the main event, Samoa Joe, I like that Joe won the title back. But Yeah, why not? I, I, you know, it's... It, it, look, that title is going to change hands, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's a TV title, you know? Right. It true. should be defended often. So that title is going to change hands. And... I, I certainly don't like the idea of Darby Allen beating Samoa Joe two times in a row. That That's not logical to me, all right? So mm-hmm. I like Samoa Joe getting the title back, but I'll tell you something. That match was violent. Yeah. And, I like, and, it, and it was, I usually don't love the super violent matches. I really liked it, and it was really violent. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's Darby's, I mean, it's weird, like, it seems like people accept that Darby is actively trying to kill himself because he's small or something. But like every time he fights, it was, it's like what I said about Kenny, but Darby takes it to a whole other level. It's like Darby thinks he's in C like CZW, you know, that, you know, like the death match company. Yeah. Like it's like Darby thinks that, that he's always in that. And that if he's going to be the only way he can get on TV is if he kills himself every time. It, it, this is what it feels like. Gotta get a Darby um, Allen Nick Ga- Nick Ga- Nick Gage match, isn't that his name? Yeah. Nick Gage, the King of the Death Nick match. Nick Gage, yep. Um, or Mo- that's what Moxie did for a while too. Moxie, um, you know what? It is what I guess. You're right. I didn't think of it that way. It's a TV title, so it's going to change hands. Could change hands. But I'm happy Wardlow's back. I'm just happy Wardlow's back. I love. Oh Wardlow. man, I I mean, I know. Look, it was part of the gimmick. They cut his hair, but man, I like him better with the hair. You know, yeah. it is what it is. But yeah. Um, but I, I love Wardlow. I think he's a, I think he's a star yeah, and I'm yeah. glad he's back and him and Joe is a good feud. So yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. Um, the one thing that I got to address from dynamite and we don't have to go too much, too long into it. Right. But if, if Vince McMahon was still in charge of creative and Roman Reigns was the champion and out of nowhere, this guy called Takashita shows up on my on uh, on Raw, and then a month later he's getting a title shot on Raw, or not a title shot, a match against the champion on Raw. And you had no explanation of who he was, you had no explanation of why you're supposed to care about him, and you had no explanation other than the fact that he fought Daniel Bryan in an eliminator match or something as to why he's feuding with Roman Reigns. Everyone would be crushing Vince McMahon. They'd yeah, say, but you know oh, what? He's pushing, he's pushing this guy down our throat. We don't even know. But for some reason, because Tony Khan likes this guy, this guy is getting a match against MJF, whose whole thing is he doesn't fight. It's got to be a big deal. He only fight. And now Takashita, who I still, Zaz, where's Takashita come from? Uh, I mean, is he from New Japan? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> well, look, they don't every, talk about it. Look, what you're saying is right, but. AEW does, like, they pride themselves on being the wrestling show where the fans know all about all the guys. That's their I thing. I know. Dude, 
I watch New Japan stuff. Like, I, I don't watch Pro Wrestling Noah, who I maybe that's where he's from. But, like, if it was uh, Tanahashi or Okada or Kota Ibushi right. or Jay White or Tama Tonga or, or Tonga Loa or the big dude from the book. Like, there's so many guys that if they showed yeah. up, I'd be like, holy shit. That's cool that he's fighting MJF. I don't know who this guy is. They pride I themselves on on their fans knowing everything. That's but their thing. You got to be hard. I guess you got to be. I mean, I don't know who the guy. Is. I, yeah. But you know I'm what? You. That's. But you know what? It's fair. But why MJF? It, it, I don't think. I'm not saying people would be mad that Vince was pushing a guy like this. They would be mad if they were pushing him into a shot with the champion. Yeah. Like he's at the top of the card now, and I still don't know who he is. Yeah. But I just don't get it. All right, so this is actually the first time that we've had a guest on It's Still Real to Me, and we have Executive Director of Coastal Championship Wrestling, Nelio Cuomo Costa, who is uh, is having us as guest tonight. We're going tonight, Joey, to CCW. I told you, Joey, I had so much fun a couple months ago when I went bash at the brew, unbranded brewery in Hialeah. 8 p.m. tonight. There's still some tickets, I believe, available. Uh, Nelio, good to have you here with us. And, I mean, look, you can confirm. I, I feel like you guys are red hot right now, man. It is. In- it's incredible. Um, you know, for so the company's been around for 18 years. Uh, uh, I've-, I've been an owner for about five years now. And I don't think there's been a time uh, at CCW and in South Florida professional wrestling, independent wrestling, that has been this hot. Uh, you know, we're, we're calling ourselves the last territory. We have shows every single weekend, but specifically down here every first Saturday of the month, which is tonight, which you guys will be uh, uh, my special guests uh, uh, today, uh, is uh, one of the craziest shows. Uh, like you said, tickets are available, but the reason tickets are still available is uh, we're probably going to be in a standing room only situation. So I would say get there early, uh, uh, go online, ccwrestlingfl.com. But if the show is stacked. The uh, uh, fans are hot for wrestling again. Um, uh, and it's it's incredible. I'm, I'm in uh, I'm in my dream world right now. I'm in a dream world right now. How yeah, you, you, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Zaz. Uh, yeah, I'll, I was just saying, you know, you you took over five years ago. How did that happen? Like, how did you get involved in that? So I, I was uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a professional wrestler. I always knew growing up, I would say um I knew exactly when I, I would I was going to be part of the wrestling business. I watched uh, maybe I was four. I watched Ric Flair come and put a chair underneath Hulk Hogan uh, on a Tombstone Piledriver Survivor Series '91, and then that Tuesday in Texas, and then the Royal Rumble '92. Not not yeah. uh, Flair. That's it. I was a professional wrestler. I was walking around pile driving my cousins, smashing guys in a wall, hitting people with uh, uh, steel chairs. I was hooked. Uh, so, you know, I was a football player trained to become a professional wrestler. And then in 2000 and uh, uh, wow, 10. Wow, this is crazy. I'm, I'm, I feel really old right now. 2010, uh, I moved down here. I met uh, Dan, who was the founder and uh, Bruno at the time and different guys got involved in, in CCW. And then five years ago, uh, there was some changes in the company and it was my opportunity to to come in and and purchase the part of the company because it was it was always my dream. And I think I was ready then. So so the last five years, look, I'm not too my own horn but the last five years we've just seen exponential growth and we're going to continually see 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 that you know yeah you know you mentioned something when you were talking about how the company's growing and what you call yourself because i'm new to ccw so this will be my first show and i'm pumped because zaz talks about it i mean the way zaz i got goosebumps even in his intro getting excited for tonight (laughs) um but i saw on on your twitter hashtag the last territory and 
there's so many new wrestling fans and it's obviously now we're in like this boom for wrestling again. So a lot of the younger wrestling fans don't even, they don't even, they can't comprehend. Yeah. Right. So why last the last territory? And like, what does that mean for your company? Like, what does it make? Why does that make you guys different as the last territory? I love, I love that question. So Florida uh, championship wrestling from Florida, uh, Eddie Graham uh, throughout the seventies and eighties, Florida was the hottest territory um i mean obviously people can talk about the awa they can talk about mid-south but there was something about florida and uh, uh I, I don't know if he's a vice president i don't know if he's just a, a, a consultant he, he, my one of my best friends kevin sullivan he's he's gonna be at the show tonight he's almost at all of our shows now and uh, uh he's been working with me in terms of the back end and and uh in the business and stuff like that and what his what his feeling and his vibe is that um, we're, we're getting exactly to where Eddie Graham was getting. And what that was, was, um, you know, Eddie, Eddie would run a Tuesday in uh, Orlando and then he would run a Thursday in Tampa. Uh, He'd have a Miami show. So we run so many shows um, uh, and we, you know, more than any other independent company, like uh, uh, QT Marshalls is a, he's a VP now at uh, all wrestling and he does the uh, talent relations and stuff. And it's so funny because he's he said, I think you guys might have run more shows than us last year. So we ran 67 shows in 2022. And uh, uh, AW, because of the taping of Rampage, might have run maybe a little more or, or, or possibly a little less. But the point is, is um, the fans can come out and they can see us in a, either in a different city or their own city every single week. They can follow our storylines and we have this little contained little thing. Uh, it's a little different because now, uh, uh, when uh, championship wrestling in Florida was around, they only had the Dolphins, and I believe that was almost it. Yeah. So now, uh, 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 I mean, the Bucks, the Buccaneers started while championship wrestling in Florida was kind of still big. But the the truth of the matter is, like now you have the Marlins, you have the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, you have the Orlando Magic, you have so much stuff, you have so much sports that a lot of people, you know, told me specifically, look, Eddie Graham could run huge houses everywhere because there were tons of Florida uh, uh, sports fans and there was a, there was almost no sports in Florida at the time. So I think what we're doing is, is incredible because we're finding lapsed fans. We're bringing in new fans. And then obviously independent wrestling fans are finding us. And what's happening is, is they realize that there's a promotion in Florida that they can come and they can follow the storylines and they can love on a local level. They have better availability, uh, uh, you know, uh, better FaceTime with the wrestlers, all that type of stuff. And they can have it right here. And the, the, Look, kudos to a guy like Kevin Sullivan. Kudos to uh, Gangrel, David Heath, who's our uh, head trainer. He's also a, a vice president in the company of wrestling operations, let's say. Uh, um, kudos to those guys to make sure that what we're doing, you know, jives and fits and, and gets us to that next level. So that's really what's happening now. So if you're a wrestling fan, if you're not a wrestling fan, if you're a sports fan, if you're not a sports fan, uh, we have something for you. And, and hopefully, you know, as, as we see the crowds grow, uh, we put together a product that will just continually grow. Like we find people coming back every single month and new fans every month. So, well, I'll, I'll tell you like tonight at, at unbranded brewery, 8 PM in highly, I'm very much looking forward to that pulled pork uh, sandwich. I'm looking forward to that brisket yes. sandwich tonight. They have such great food there. Obviously the beer is great. Uh, so um, we were hooked when we went a couple of months ago. Can you tell me like, so during a, what is your role during the show? What are you doing during the show? I know you're backstage, but like, what are you doing during the show from a promoter, executive director standpoint? And B, what is it like when, you know, this, this show that you've mapped out, that you've planned out, and when you get the great reaction from the crowd, what's that like? Oh, man. Uh, uh, it's a, that's a great, both great questions. Uh, so during the show, um, 
85% of the time I'm right at the monitor. So I'm queuing, uh, making sure things go well, making sure that, you know, the, you know, guys are on time. Like we have the radio headsets uh, uh, to uh, my camera guys. I have a uh, radio headsets over to the door. I have radio sets over at merge. So as, as, as the show, the show is like a living animal. So like something, something might be happening at merge or at the door that, you know, is conflicting with something that we're doing in the ring or uh, uh, I mean, our fans specifically in highly are insane. So there's times when a fan would just throw something in the ring or whatever. <laughs> I need security there immediately. So I'm, I'm most of the time locked into that monitor. Of course, there's, there's times when uh, I have to be pulling guys aside, you know, post-match or pre-match and making any last second changes. Um, uh, so that's basically what I say my role is from that time. Uh, but really, you know, like there's the like uh, uh, preparation, you know, prevents poor performance. So, you know, it's really the beforehand. It's really getting there early, uh, setting up what needs to be set up, making sure that the show is formatted correctly, making sure that we put together a tight two hour show. I hate to give away the secret, but the reason why people are coming back every month is that we run a tight two hour show. Uh, if you go to other independent wrestling shows, you're stuck for three and a half, four hours. And no, rest- you're right. That's the way to do it, man. But you don't okay. want to be there all night. You get tired. Of course. Well, we watch. I mean, I don't know if you guys watch Monday Night Raw, but it's. I mean, look, and long I love WWE, but three hours is an incredible yeah. ask for anybody. So mm-hmm. a tight two hour show, we find we're going to retain more people. I hope. I hope the other wrestling promoters in Florida don't you're listen right. to because they continue to make that mistake. But a nice tight two-hour show, uh, get it in, get it out. We'll get those people back. So that was kind of the thing. You format a great show. You put together a great uh, operation in the front. And now what has happened was, look, you know, an audience of two to 250 is a very manageable audience. But we're getting into the audiences, you know, six, 700 people. That's become wow. an extra layer of uh, uh, of operations and an extra layer of things that need to get done. But that being said, as we're growing, you know, uh, uh, we have more people. We have the Kevin Sullivan who's, who's come on. We have the Gangrel who comes on. My business partner, the founder of the company, Dan uh, Evans. Like they are all working. Uh, uh, you know, they're all working with me to make sure that this this all happens smoothly. And most importantly, that the fan experience is is you know elite. You know. Oh, elite. All right. Well, that's a good that's a good tie in. Let's talk about QT Marshall showing yes. up tonight. Um, well, I, look. Without the QT, before we talk about the QT Marshall Open Challenge, it's got to be. I know we have the, you know, Kevin Sullivan, Gangrel. Um, you have all these vets coming back, but it's got to be, a, it's got to be great for your current roster to have, you know, QT Marshall, who is, you know, uh, running um, relations for one of the biggest companies in, on the planet right now to come back, to teach them, to work with them, just give them advice. It's got to be invaluable for them. It is incredible. So, you know, I wish, I mean, I wish when I started wrestling that I had the ability to ask Bill Alfonso and Kevin Sullivan and, and Gangrel, like what to do differently and how to grow. So like uh, we have 42 students currently enrolled at the CCW training facility. So we have those guys there on a pretty, on a, uh, Gangrel's there on a daily basis because he's the trainer. We have Fonzie there on a basically weekly basis. So I can't even, I can't even begin to tell you. And it, it really makes me upset sometimes, you know, when you, you kind of like, uh, 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 it's kind of one of those things where I'm a little, not, it's not, it's not jealousy because I was the one who, you know, like uh, was the catalyst to provide them this opportunity, but you kind of always want to like, when you pass the bridge, you want to burn the bridge behind you. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, 
it's not fair like uh, that these guys have all those great mentors because uh, uh, I feel like some of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, they take for granted the fact that two or three times a year we have a uh, the QT Marshall uh, uh, seminar is a talent assessment. So it's there. It's a practice match. He will he will then tell you, hey, this is what we're looking for on all Elite wrestling. These are the things that we're looking for. And you need to change those things. And guess what? He'll be back in six months and they're in the program. They'll tell the, he'll tell them again, hey. This is where you were at six months ago. You are not progressing enough. You will not have an opportunity with us. And then there's guys that come in who've been training for three months that he he pulls me aside. He goes, they're ready for AEW Dark on Tuesday. And I've wow. gotten, we've had about 16, 16 or 17 of our regular roster guys on AEW Dark in elevation wow. over the last year. That's awesome. So it's like, it's, it's almost like this minor league program. I don't want to say minor leagues. We're not minor league. We're the last territory. Sure. But it's almost like when you're with CCW, you're in the system and, and it's so important. And you're I getting never, eyes on you. I, I, I had to send videotapes to Pat Patterson, like look up like the W we look up the WWE uh, headquarters at the time. And I think it was like in Stanford when it was, a, and I would just send VH s tapes of my matches and put pat patterson on them and i'm sure he got thousands of them i'm sure he threw them all away <laughs> right? that was the only way and then i look at my students who literally get you know yeah. uh, vp from AEW and, and and tom caster and and guys from uh, uh nxt and and uh, um wwe do come down here not like it's not as it's a less official capacity obviously we had valerie lareda go to uh w go to nxt and in, in, in a less official capacity uh, we have those guys, but I can't even imagine what it would have been like for me to go and like my third month in the business be told, this is what you, this is your roadmap to be considered to be part of all elite wrestling. So that's something that just adds incredible value to what we're doing. And I know that's a little bit of inside baseballs. Like why would the fans care? But you know what? They want to watch the guy who might be the guy who wrestles Miro on his comeback. They want to watch the guy who might be the guy to beat Kenny Omega, or, you know, have Kenny Omega's last match or be at one of Ricky Stark's future feuds. So if you want to see that guy, you might, you might happen to see them at uh, CCW. Nelio, give us, uh, we really appreciate your time here this morning, man. We're both looking forward. We're, we're coming out tonight against CCW, Unbranded Brewery Hylia. Tell everyone again how they could pick up some last minute tickets and give us a quick rundown of what's on the card tonight. Go ahead. Awesome. So, it, okay, ccwrestlingfl.com, unba- Unbranded Brewing Company. It is amazing beer, amazing barbecue, and amazing professional wrestling, okay? We're going to get started a little bit earlier because uh, I turn into a pumpkin at about 10.30. So 10 o'clock shows. We're starting a little bit earlier, so get early tonight. But here's why. is uh, I have about 400 and something seats. 400, I think there's 425 actual seats, and we have more pre-sold than the actual seats that I have there wow. tonight. So get there early, okay? General admission. Obviously, if you if you do VIP, if you did front row, which are completely sold out for the last three weeks, um, you can uh, you get a seat. General admission, get there early, get your seats in, please, please, please. Second is, it's all about the ladder match. I don't know if you remember the crown. These guys are six foot three, 240 pounds, and they are world beaters. They won the CCW Tag Team Championship against Elevated Status. Elevated Status with an amazing run. Two guys who should be on the next level, uh, 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 ERA and Johnny Nova. Uh, they, they lost the tag team titles. This is the rematch. ERA and Nova are ladder match specialists. They're quick. They're fast, amazing technical abilities. If there's a time that they could defeat the crown, it's with those belts hanging above uh, 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 the unbranded brewing company. So that is going to be our main event. Nothing is going to be able to follow that. Obviously, QT Marshall with an open challenge to the CCW locker room. I don't even know what that means, but we're <laughs> going to we're going to see. Hopefully, forty guys don't just storm the ring. 
uh, uh, and attack him. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I might lose some uh, lose some friends if that happens. Uh, and then we have Game of War. It's just War Games, guys. War Games is February 18th in Port St. Lucie. Well, tonight we're going to have a six-man tag to determine the advantage man uh, uh, at War Games on February 18th. That's Cha-Cha Charlie, Jackal Stevens, the Brazilian Destroyer Venetius versus Alex Chamberlain, uh, Meadow, who just turned... Uh, uh, Meadow, who's got more heat in that building than I think anybody else does. I I, I think he's going to need security, too, from the ring to the building. I hope nobody sees that guy. Uh, um, and then Damian Fender, that's going to be an awesome one. Uh, you have uh, uh, Jay Rios, Rios from, from CMLL. Uh, who's an incredible Mexican wrestler. He'll be wrestling Ricky Martinez, who's an MLW guy, um, who's just an incredible wrestler. So there you have that. You have something for everything. You have violence. Uh, you have amazing technical wrestling. You have amazing stories. Uh, and then the women, you have Harley Cameron, Danny Alexo, the wonder from down under, one of the most beautiful human beings on the planet, let alone professional wrestlers, versus Valentina Rossi, the sauce, uh, who is just skyrocketing in independent wrestling you you by next year you will see her probably on monday nights uh uh so see her now on uh saturday night at unbranded brewing company plus a lot more alex ocean the the, the breakneck kid alex ocean's been out of the ring for a year he had a broken neck uh it was a hardcore uh, uh icon for us one of the, one of our first real breakout stars at ccw like six years ago uh, that that broke out and then he is back he's back to professional wrestling and of course that means he's back at ccw and he's back with his old uh, tag team partner agony and they will wrestle former wwc uh heavyweight champion abad who is incredible and then uh, a former ring of honor involved wrestler um, rico de la vega so just those matches in itself is enough for the price of admission. But on top of that, I promise you a lot of, a lot more crazy, crazy stuff happens. We're, we're looking forward to it. You know, uh, my, that's how you cut a, that's how you cut a yeah, promo. I mean, that's, to, that's a to, promo. To, to, that's, that's how you cut a promo. That's how you sell it. Show, at home, that's how you sell, show, that's how you sell it. Uh, Nelio, excellent job, man. Uh, I guess we'll see you tonight. You know, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see, see you there. tonight. And, yeah. and, uh, please like, obviously, um, um, in the future, Gangrel, Kevin Sullivan. I'd love for you, for you guys to talk to talk to those guys. Cool. Uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan with his legendary career. Gangrel with his legendary career. Please, like, I would love for uh, um, um, anyone. Bill Alfonso. Oh, are you kidding me? Fonzo. Oh, well, here's the problem with Fonzie is 99.9% of the stories he tells cannot be aired for human consumption. <laughs> so like, he's a great promo. He's got great stories. But it's one of those things that like, uh, uh, it's just not, not viable to put a live microphone or a, or a camera. I'm, I'm sure you'll get great stories, but 99% of the things that I've heard from Fonzie and, and, and uh, is incredible, is incredible. And then, you know, stuff where guys are still in major companies, they could get in trouble for it. So, <laughs> so, Ex so yes. <laughs> Excellent job, man. We're really looking forward to the show tonight, man. And and like I said, it seems like you guys are red hot right now. Uh, this will not be the last time that we have you yes. and, uh, and your guys on. We'll continue this really good stuff, man. Thank you, brothers. Enjoy the show tonight. Fans, if you be there, I promise you, you will, you will not be disappointed and you'll be back again. Thank you so much. Awesome. Excellent job there, Joey. Nelio Cuomo-Costa, executive uh, director, promoter, CCW. You're fired up for the show now, man. Dude, not even exaggerating. When you were talking about the pulled pork and the wrestling. Food's good and, tonight. And the show and all that. I actually did get goosebumps. I was like, oh, man, I'm excited fun. now. I, yeah. I haven't been to a small wrestling show in a long time. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. It's, it's cool going to those. Yeah, they're hot right now. Hey, so before we do Big Dirt, Not Big Dirt, you know, every week our, our pal is Victor, uh, Victor Borero, and he sends in his 
his his show corrections. He likes to correct us. He sends in the show <sighs> corrections. All right, and so these are going to be. Some I, get, I get nervous. It's as I get nervous for this segment. I do. I get so, nervous for what Victor is going to throw at me. So these are going to be corrections for from the Royal Rumble reaction show. And I will tell you, I, there weren't really any corrections. Uh, he, here's what he has for us. So we did a good job there last week, apparently. Okay. Although he did he did some research here for us. Remember, we were wondering. What was always the show in between Royal Rumble? Oh yeah, and you said it was Roadblock, right? You said it was right. Roadblock, right? Like I remember Roadblock being one year, right. you know. So he did some research here for us. Okay, of course Royal Rumble. All right, Royal Rumble debuted in 1989. All right, uh, actually, it actually debuted 88 on USA Network, and oh, then 80. Okay. Did you know that? No, yeah, I didn't. they tried it out on USA Network. It, uh, okay. In 1988, and and the winner of it, do you want to think? Do you want? I mean, just a stab in the dark. Who won well, it? The first actual one was Hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? Yes, on USA Network, 1988, Hacksaw. Oh, he that was the one that Hacksaw yeah. won. Yes, okay, yes. And then 1989, Big John Stud hmm. won the first one that was actually on pay per view. I gotta say, I, I think I'm actually a little more surprised that USA Network was around in 1988. I didn't think it was that old of a network. So, Anyways. so yeah. So anyway. Royal Rumble debuts in 89, like I said. So Victor did some research here first between 1989. Wait, wait. It says, before you go on, is one of the ones on Victor's list Great Balls of Fire? No, that was was a summer show. Okay. I just, I for some reason, that popped in my mind. Yeah, that was (laughs) a summer. Great main event, though. Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Great Balls of Fire. Anyway, so Royal Rumble between 89 and 95. You had Royal Rumble, then WrestleMania. No in between. Nothing between. Nothing in between. 1996 was the debut of In Your House between Royal Rumble and Mania. So 96 and 97, you had In Your House. In 1998, now we've entered the Attitude Era. 1998, No Way Out of Texas, In Your House. That was the February show, all right? 1999, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, In Your House. And if I remember correctly here, the main event for St. Valentine's Day Massacre, I think that was the debut of the big show. I think the main event... Because I'm pretty sure Vince won the Royal Rumble. So he's the number one contender for WrestleMania. And Stone Cold had a chance to win it back. They fought in the steel cage. And if Stone Cold wins, he gets the WrestleMania spot. And that was when Paul White debuted. And and he threw Stone Cold out of the cage. He came up from under the cage, right? Yes. But then he threw Stone Cold out of the cage. And then Stone Cold wins the match. He's going to fight Rock at WrestleMania. So there you have it. If I'm remembering correctly. I just looked it up. You're right. Okay. So St. Valentine's Day Massacre in your house was 99. Then in 2000, no way out. So between 2000 and 2009, no way out was the one in between. In 2010, Elimination Chamber. From 2010 to 2014, Mm. you had Elimination Chamber, which, of course, has now been brought back this year. 2015, Fastlane. And the fast lane, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, now, apparently, I, I guess I'm confusing fast lane with roadblock because he doesn't have roadblock listed here, so I must be confusing roadblock. Was roadblock with was roadblock an actual show? Oh, I think so. Anyway, uh, 2017, uh, he says here was the split branded pay per view. SmackDown got Elimination Chamber, Raw got fast lane. Then in 2020, uh, you had a Saudi show in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. 2021, you had Elimination Chamber and fast lane again. And then the Elimination Chamber was brought back last year. So that's that's what you got now. Roadblock was a December pay-per-view. 
There you go. Maybe that's it was the roadblock to the road to WrestleMania. You got to get through this roadblock and then you can enter the road to WrestleMania. There you have it. Also looks like maybe it was an NXT show. I don't know. So thanks to Victor, though, for uh, for doing a little research there. We appreciate that. Thanks, Vic. Joey, let's do some big dirt or not big dirt. What do we got this week? What are some of the hot stories? Well, we got some AEW dirt. Um, The first thing is they're reportedly close to finalizing a deal for their own streaming service. So I'm assuming that would be like all these YouTube shows that they have on their streaming service. I don't know what else they own the rights to. ROH, I guess. Big Dirt, not a Big Dirt, AEW, if they get a streaming service. Yeah, I'll go Big Dirt because I want like a one-stop shop, you know? Like I feel like I don't know, hey, where do I get this? Where do I get this? I know with WWE, I get everything on Peacock, you know? but So I like there being a one-stop shop. I had a real problem with one of the pay-per-views that I ordered one time through Bleacher Report. I think I, I think I ordered it twice the same show. I think I'm out yeah, sixty bucks, probably. You know that that the bleacher pay per view thing is rough. Yeah, so I'd, I'd like them to move on from that. So uh, I didn't have a problem the last show, but two shows ago, I, I think I paid one hundred twenty dollars. So watch the show. Uh, so yeah, I'll go big dirt. AW also officially announced this week, so it's not even dirt. This is news. Uh, they're ha- they're doing house shows. AW House Rules is what they're calling it. The first one is going to be like on a Saturday. Uh, I don't know what it means. I didn't dive too deep into it, so I don't know if it's like the way WWE just does tons of house shows. But Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. That the whole idea was that they weren't going to do house shows. I'm going Big Dirt. Uh, apparently, they're going to do them once a week, so maybe it'll be like an every weekend kind of deal. Uh, how could it not be Big Dirt? That's a great thing for fans. More opportunities to see shows for them to come to your building. Uh, I'm into it. I think it's great news. But. So I guess my question is, wasn't like when AEW started, all these guys were so happy because we only have to work two days a week or one day a week. And yeah, now. but it's but still just the AEW's roster is so big, though. It's so big. Yeah, they, it's still they, just one. It's it's not traveling. It's not four or five shows right. a week. Uh, and you're right. The roster is so big. This allows the opportunity for more people to work. I, I, I like it can work out their actual they can actually work out some of these storylines that we don't make sense on tv yeah maybe they'll give them you know i mean maybe, um, maybe they'll put some of those shows on their streaming service you know yeah yeah for sure well i mean dark and elevation and dark elevation and all that i bet being the elite actually no that's good as a youtube show anyways um a big free agent officially a free agent i mentioned him earlier in the show we haven't we never talk about him because i don't you know we don't talk about new japan kota abushi who is this. regarded as one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. Um, WWE fans who don't watch AEW or, or New Japan may know him because he was part of the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, he's a free, he's officially a free agent. He's obviously heavily linked to AEW because him and Kenny Omega, the Golden Lovers, uh, former uh, tag partners in New Japan. But we keep hearing rumors about New Japan guys possibly going to WWE. We know Triple H is open to it. So Kota Ibushi... Officially a free agent, big dirt or not big dirt? Yeah, I'll go big dirt. I saw this all over the the interwebs this week. Everyone's super excited about him popping up. I guess maybe he had some type of uh, non compete clause, which is up now, so he's allowed to go out there and do shows. So I'll go, I'll go big dirt. I mean, I don't know all of the you know the Japanese guys, but I know Kotobushi is. That's a big deal. So I'll go big dirt. He's awesome. He's really good. And he's one of the few, and I, I don't want this to come off wrong, he's one of the few Japanese wrestlers who doesn't speak English well 
who I think will still be able to get over easily with the American crowd. Okay. Despite not being able to like cut these crazy promos. Okay. Just because of how good he is. He's incredible. Um, Nia Jax, apparently her Royal Rumble appearance was just a one-off and she has not signed a deal to return to WWE. Big Dirt or not Big Dirt. Yeah, I'll go Big Dirt. That's a little disappointing. I saw that. You know, Nia Jax got a ton of good heat. And uh, sometimes you, you're like, is there another women's wrestler right now who has that type of heat where everybody just, where everybody's going to boo them? I, I don't think that woman exists right now. I feel like you kind of need that. So I, I'd like to see her. I, I think she's really easy to dislike. I'd like to see her sign a new deal. So I'm going to go Big Dirt. That's a little disappointing. Yeah, I wonder what she's doing. Like, if she's not coming back to WWE, what is she doing? It's a, it's the question. And she looked, I mean, look, she looked in the exact same shape she was in before. It's not like she's, like, I don't think she's gained weight. I don't think she's lost weight. She looks like Nia Jax, you know? Okay. Good. Like, a, like, she will kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, last one. There will reportedly be another brand-sponsored match at WrestleMania. And I actually was just reading earlier that WWE got a ton of money from Mountain Dew for that match, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, so there will reportedly be another brand-sponsored match at WrestleMania. And I hope... I, I'm there, There's a part of me that thinks that this article that I was reading is, like, either wrong or it was a troll or somebody was just making this up. But the, the article I read was that it reportedly will be sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I saw this. <laughs> so... Big Dirt or not Big Dirt, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, what, I, I gotta think of it. I'm name. going Big Dirt, and I mean, I would say if that's true, New Day is a lock to uh, be yeah, in this match. Right? That's what I, that's, that was my first instinct too. A lock. So, yeah, I'll go Big Dirt. I also saw, like, they may start branding the turnbuckles, the mat, like UFC style, you know? I don't have an issue with any of that. I think it's totally fine. I know that was a little bit of a to-do this week that uh, oh having the sponsored stuff on the ring yeah i don't have a problem with it i mean look i I think if anything it legitimizes it uh you look at ufc they got sponsors all over the map you know well that's a whole other uh conversation there as long as they don't do what ufc does and tell the fighters that they can't have their own sponsorships they can only have the ufc sponsor what sponsor what what sponsorships do wrestlers except brock lesnar he's the only one yeah i know the, the thing with that's uh, a different discussion. UFC has all those sponsorships in the yeah. ring, but they don't let the rest the, right. the fighters wear whatever they want. It's right. just the court sort of a weird thing. But yeah, I guess it's fine as long as it doesn't get like back in the day UFC. Like remember when UFC before they were sort of what they are now, which is a little more organized, and they were before they were on ESPN. I mean, the ring was like great. I mean, their octagon just had all kinds of shit. It was like distracting. And shit, go um, look at go go watch a hockey game, man. The entire all the boards, the entire boards are littered with ads. You know, that's I think it makes yeah. it look almost like a real sport if you got ads there in the ring. So I'm I'm good with it. Man. I'm okay with it. I guess it's, they're doing whatever they can do to maximize the value yeah. before they sell it. Yep. You know. Yep. So all right. Cool. There you go, Joey X. This was a fun show today. This was an action-packed show for a week that you know there really wasn't a ton because we did all the reaction after Royal Rumble. I think we got a lot in today, man. This was a good good job out of you. Yeah, I, st- I started off the show saying how like it was kind of a, and then and then Nelio comes on the show. So and now we go. I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up now. Like we, by the way, we got to have him back on because we didn't even get to ask him about NWA champion Camille returning to Coastal Championship, Danny Birch. That's right. A.K.A. Martin Stone Stone. in Coastal. 
That's right. In Coastal Championships. So we got to have them back on because they got they got cool stuff going on there. I'm excited. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. Come hang out tonight. CCW Unbranded Brewery in Hialeah. We're going to be there. We're going to be getting loose. Uh, Joey, tell all your fans uh, that you will miss them and you'll talk to them next week. Well, I won't miss you because I'm going to see you guys all tonight at uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling. But if I don't see you, I'll miss you and I, and I love you. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you on It's So Real to Me next week. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.